A new era of pro wrestling is upon us. As the last week, we have seen some somewhat shocking news to many people as we found out Vince McMahon is retiring from WWE. At least he tweeted out that. A lot of people talking about that. Talking about Triple H being head of creative. Obviously, people not just in WWE, but in AEW are talking about this. We're going to talk about all that and the possible other changes happening in the industry next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, we record our episodes on Thursday night. So by the time we recorded and already had the news roundup, you know, done and edited, we find out Vince McMahon is retiring and we couldn't get enough time to actually sit and actually talk about this news. And we know the, the situation that's happening with the investigation and sexual misconduct, possibly embezzlement. So it's an awkward situation. As I mentioned at the tail end of the podcast, I kind of put a two minute little clip in there. It's an awkward situation to be like, this guy has provided us so much for the last 40 years. And without him, pro wrestling is not where it is, but it's like the dude, the allegations that he's given are pretty damn serious. And there's a reason why he's getting, he's retiring. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I don't think there's anything wrong with making that distinction to say, hey, look, this guy literally, whatever you want to call him, you can hate him. You could, you could, I guess some people still love him. Um, You can't really deny the contributions he's made to the wrestling, pro wrestling, uh, sports entertainment industry. If he didn't come along and didn't have the vision to create something like WWE or WrestleMania or whatever else in between, uh, where would pro wrestling be? Would it still be in the territory days? Would it even exist? Or would it be like a sideshow freak thing at, at a carnival? I, I don't know. Um, but I, I definitely think you can still acknowledge his accomplishments while saying, look, I don't support some of the stuff that you're being accused of. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I feel like some people are uh, hopping on the people that try to point that out. Right. And, and like, I, I understand it's, I understand why people don't want to, you know, celebrate, if you will, the successes of Vince McMahon, knowing the situation of these allegations. Now they are still allegations. Nothing is, you know, gone to court and confirmed that it's happened. There is some damaging evidence that does not go in his favor. I, I admit that, but at the same time, until the investigation is finalized and we know there's definitely been money that was not reported and that could lead to a possible embezzlement charge. And we may have seen the last of Vince McMahon in the public eye. I don't know. I'm not a legal expert. I'm not a financial expert. And I don't play one on TV, even though I say I work in TV all the time. That's not my job in television. Nonetheless, I think by just pointing out, like, WrestleMania is about to have its 40th anniversary in Philadelphia. Think about that. Like there would not be a WrestleMania without Vince McMahon. Monday night raw in January is going to have its 30th anniversary. There wouldn't be a Monday night raw without Vince McMahon. And who knows? Like, would there even be like a fire lit in Tony Khan's ass to, to start a W would there be the, the likes of, you know, today's wrestlers that were influenced by people they saw on WWE, would they be in pro wrestling today if it wasn't for Vince McMahon? 
So I, I think that stuff has to be, you know, acknowledged, but also at the same time, like the one that I think is the, the, the damaging is obviously the embezzlement, which seems like that is, I don't want to say it's definitely true, but the evidence is pointing in that direction. And the $7.5 million NDA where he basically coerced a wrestler into oral sex, you know, if that is actually true, that's like, that's illegal and he should be condemned and prosecuted and whatever and face the consequences for that as well. So, I mean, that's, that's what it is. And it's, it's an awkward situation for anybody that grew up a WWE fan, a wrestling fan that saw Vince McMahon. It's like, you want to praise the man, but it's, it's just tough, but there are good days ahead of us because the CEO or co-CEOs are going to be Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan. Head of creative is Triple H. A lot of people have been asking for this for a very, very long time. Not just fans, but it seems like internally when the business, people that worked in WWE say that it should have happened a while ago and it's finally happened. The first Raw, which I've heard Vince wrote before he retired, but still you could see at least a subtle difference in how the show was presented this Monday at Madison Square Garden, as opposed to the last few years under Vince McMahon. Are you optimistic that Triple H could change the creative around so that fans can appreciate and enjoy WWE content to those fans that left for a while because of how Vince McMahon was running the shows? Yes, I, I absolutely am. Because of one, I saw NXT during its best time and I saw NXT during... Uh, the period where they had top-tier talent. Now, the expectation that they were going to go out there and ever be able to compete with AEW when they had top-tier stars, uh, it just was probably, frankly, a little naive. That doesn't mean that the NXT uh, writing and storylines and all that all that type of stuff was bad. I say this all the time. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa was one of the better feuds of that summer. That was the same summer where Lesnar and Reigns were feuding. Shockingly, they still are. <laughs> and Okada and Omega were, were feuding. Um, mm -hmm. But that, that was the feud that essentially put NXT on the map. Now, the other thing you got to consider is this, and Tony Khan can downplay this all he wants. A lot of the people that Tony Khan has under contract right now came up through NXT. They got their break in NXT or at least mainstream exposure in NXT a lot with you know, Triple H there. Um, while some people certainly are critical of Triple H, mostly the IWC because, you know, he didn't put over certain guys and all these other narratives that they like to talk about, which frankly, we can probably disprove in about five minutes, but we've done that already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, Triple H is a wrestler. He is a, a wrestler before he's a businessman being able to have that connection. Um, with, with somebody who's done the same thing that you do for a living, it's just different. Um, mm -hmm. Vince McMahon, as great as maybe he was as a businessman, and as much as he was involved in the business, he was, he was a businessman and uh, a wrestler, not even second, but he had some matches. Right. But Triple H can relate with some of the guys. So I, I think that not only creatively is it going to be uh, an improvement, I think that Tony Khan um, is underestimating the fact that Triple H in that position can certainly attract some of the NXT stars or 
other wrestlers over to WWE. Right. Now, for those that aren't aware of what Ralph's talking about with Tony Khan, Tony Khan was on Busted Open Radio earlier this week and was asked about the changes uh, in WWE and some of the people that are maybe being a little too optimistic that all of a sudden there's going to be this huge wave of AEW talent goes to WWE or they ask for their releases and come to WWE because of that. Here's what he had to say about that. There are a lot of changes in pro wrestling. I think it's going to be really positive for the fans overall. I am a little amused that changes in the competition. People think it's going to magically change the landscape. Some of these accounts, you know, Twitter can be fun, could be a fun place to follow, but some of the narratives I've seen every day for the last week are really amusing to me. I've got people signed here for five years. People think that just because the CEO, chairman, head of creative, those people changed in the competition. People I have five-year contracts with are going to magically switch teams. Good luck with that. Adam Cole signed until 2027. I wouldn't expect him to uh, see him going anywhere anytime soon. Malachi Black has five more years left on his deal. I wouldn't expect him going anywhere. Just because these guys have some success under the previous administration somewhere else, they're not magically going to be going anywhere. Those are two people I like. Just that example of people who have worked under the previous administration. I'm very amused by that. That's a narrative. I see so-called wrestling writers pushing every day. It's pretty amusing. So Ralph, what are your thoughts on that comment? I mean, I it's hard in like, because you're reading the text and I'm, you know, just reading it kind of fast. If you're just going by that, I could see someone rolling their eyes and being like, oh my God. But if you actually listen to his response from Busted Open, it's not as defensive as he's gotten in the past. It's really like, I actually feel like it's an actually very good and pragmatic approach to the situation. Like guys, you know, there's not, like, not everybody's going to leave AEW just to go to WWE and work with, uh, with Triple H now. Like, you know, in time, it might happen. But Cole and Malachi Black are here for five years. I don't see them asking for their release anytime soon. So pump the brakes a little bit. But I do think there's a little bit of um, naivety, I think is the word I'm looking for there, that no one is going to ask for their release. I mean, we just literally heard Jonathan Gresham, for example, uh, ask for his release after dropping the title of Claudio Castagnoli. Ethan Page just made a tweet about how he's finally going to be on TV, excited for it, and then might not be on TV for five weeks later. We know the Brian Cage situation that is or isn't confirmed, depending on who you ask. But not everybody's going to like where they are and would like to see a new opportunities. And I think Tony Khan not understanding, like, if WWE improves because of Triple H, People are going to see that, and when their contract runs out or they feel like they're not being used right now, might ask for their release and at least see what WWE has to offer. The other thing, too, is WWE also might need to actually want those talent as well. We've said this for since the beginning um, because mm -hmm. there are just simply people that are truly under the impression that they, they'll simply say AEW is different. AEW is different. AEW is not different. AEW is a pro wrestling company. And you could if, just follow the history of pro wrestling. 
wrestlers go from promotion to promotion to promotion to promotion based on a couple of different things, mostly because of crashing creative. Um, look at Cody Rhodes is a freaking EVP in AW. He's now in WWE. When if you at the inception of AEW, if you said Cody Rhodes is going to go back to WWE, he probably wouldn't even think that was going to happen. Um, right. Now, it starts with a conversation. That's all it needs to be. Guys going over there with Triple H, the head of creative, which from everything we've seen, at least in NXT, uh, and everything I've seen from him, the way he carries himself, the way the passion he has for the industry, the fact that he's a, a former pro wrestler, one of the best to ever do it, mind you, he can connect it and he could speak a certain language that just like a Vince McMahon can't. Mm -hmm. um, and he, it, look, it doesn't mean Adam Cole is going to go back there. It doesn't mean FTR is going to go back there. Do I think that there might be a chance that some of those guys mo might go have a conversation now that Triple H is in that position? Yeah. And do I think that Triple H might be able to convince some of those guys that might feel underutilized to come on over to WWE, maybe an MJF, uh, maybe a Wardlow? Yeah, I do. Um, I think it's more likely that some of those guys go back uh, to WWE with Triple H there in creative more so than, you know, having just Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard and John Laurinaitis because those were the guys with the bad reputations and Triple H is the guy that I consistently get praised by anybody that's worked in NXT. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not saying that it'll change overnight and I don't think Tony Khan said that, but I don't think that just saying, oh, well, AEW is different. Nah, that ship has sailed. If you really honestly think that, you are very naive. Right. No, I, I agree with what you're saying there and I, I just want to say that I don't want to, people might take this as we're pushing a narrative that all these AEW guys are going to magically just go to WWE. Now that's not what we're saying because there's still going to be people in WWE that might not like how Triple H is booking things or Tony Khan might offer more money or more creative control, whatever the case may be. And you'll still see guys going to W from WWE to AEW. What this does is good for the wrestlers because it gives them more options. Because, you know, right now, you know, before AEW existed, it was you either had to be on WWE or you were busting your ass doing six shows a weekend for the independent circuit, just making like 200 bucks a weekend. You know, it, it wasn't the best way to make a living. Now you have AEW and WWE out here that are going to, you know, offer this and offer that and have what seems like. You know, with Stephanie there and with Triple H there, seems like the backstage and the morale is going to get boosted. And it seems like reports are already saying that it's boosted. It's going to entice those that might have been reluctant at first to at least have the conversation. And even so what? Some might still leave to go to AEW, but it's still good for the wrestlers. And that's all you, that's all it is. You know, there's no narrative. We might see MJF in a WWE ring eventually. For all we know, Roman Reigns might be in AEW one day. Never say never. No, you can't. You truly can never, never say never in pro wrestling. Ever. Right, right. Now there are some people that are a little, shall I say, pessimistic of the situation because they don't really think Vince McMahon is totally out of the picture, and I get it. He still owns eighty. 1% of the voting stock in WWE and CM Punk, you know, 
the, the biggest WWE fan there is was in a recent interview with the absolute geek podcast was asked about the situation. And here's what he had to say. You think because he meaning Vince McMahon, um, is retired, uh, that he's not going to be hands-on. He's not going to be running the show. You know, we're all hopeful that the change happens, but I don't think the structure there or the culture there changes. I think it is what it is. And for his example, he says, I'll put it to you like this. People are going to get mad, but whatever. F it. Punk said Mercedes and Trinity referring to Sasha Banks and Naomi leave. They announced on SmackDown. Gosh, darn. We're so disappointed in them. They really let our fans down. Brock Lesnar splits comes back. Obviously, I think he worked the show, but where's Michael Cole saying, man, Brock Lesnar really let the fans down. I walked out. They went on TV and they called me a quitter. What's changed? What's the difference? You're going to attack these poor women because they kind of had enough and walked. They got bigger balls than anybody there. So what's changed? You know, there's nothing much that's changed. So Ralph, what are your thoughts on, on this comment from CM Punk? I think there's some validity to what he's saying, but also I think he answered his own question in his comment of what's the difference, but I'll let you discuss first. This is so tough for me because I, I am a big CM Punk fan. I really wish he wouldn't take the bait on these types of things because knowing the history he has with the WWE, he really does come across as a guy that's bitter and just not over anything that happened in the past. Because right now you have a guy who has not been in WWE, um, unless you count his stint on what was that show Backstage. he was on. Okay, unless you count that. He doesn't know anything about the culture in WWE. The only thing he knows about the culture in WWE currently is what he probably either reads or sees on TV, which he mentioned, or stuff he hears about from people that that left there. Um, for everybody that leaves there and says something bad about the company, there's obviously people there that are happy. Seth Rollins has been there for a while. Roman Reigns has been there for a while. Uh, Sami Zayn resigned. Kevin Owens resigned. Uh, AJ um, Styles resigned. AJ Styles. So those things, when you're that talented, when you know you have the wrestling world by the balls, you can go anywhere and probably make any demands you want. There's a reason they're staying. Now, does everybody get that type of treatment? Certainly not. Um, but I don't know if it's an age thing for me or the fact that I actually work in management right now. But to me, Punk is the guy that tells everybody else he's the loudest voice in the room he's charismatic and he's got this ability to get people to listen to him and attract to him he's the guy that complains about the way the business is run but he's never run a business and he doesn't know anything about the back end stuff now he's probably privy to a lot of things that are related to business and stuff like that i'm not trying to downplay it but at this point man it's just like i i don't i don't care what you think about wwe I, I don't know why he feels he always has to have this like, uh, I'm a pit boss. I'm a foreman. Like, look, I'm, I'm the disgruntled guy in the back. That's going to tell everybody how it is. Fuck management. Like, dude, get over it. Mm -hmm. Get over it. You're not in WWE. I like, you don't even, you don't even know what really happened with those two. Right. I, I you know, so that's my thought. I, and it's tough for me to say that because punk's one of my favorite wrestlers. He always will be. Right. Um, but I just, I get sick of hearing the same thing over and over and over and over when it's like, 
the narrative for AEW always was, we're a different company. We're going to focus on our shit. But every opportunity they get, this is the type of stuff that happens. Right. Now, as far as the what's the difference between Brock and him and what happened with Trinity and, and Mercedes, Sasha Banks and Naomi, you answered the question. Brock came back. You know, anybody that is going on Twitter and going, oh, CM Punk is spitting facts. There's nothing that's changed. There's a, why didn't they call out Brock Lesnar? Brock came back. <laughs> that's the difference. They didn't call out, they didn't call him out for being unprofessional because he came back. Uh, you're, you're telling me there's no one that's ever been in the workforce that has had uh, a moment where they had to just step away for a few minutes and then come back because that's their job, you know? I mean, yes, it is unprofessional to walk out, but he came back. Now, I don't want to bury Sasha and Naomi because I will say too that what they did, I support because they believe that their worth is not being fulfilled in WWE and they're fighting for what they believe they're worth and they're not getting that in WWE. We're seeing the same thing with MJF, whether that's a shoot or a work or a shoot work or whatever the case may be. We're seeing that with MJF too, but you don't see CM Punk burying Tony Khan for whatever that is, or uh, Gresham asking for his release due to the lack of communication. And we've seen the likes of um, Joey Janela and Marco stunt talk about how there was very little communication before they were, their contracts expired. So, you know, no one's perfect, you know, and it, it, and you could take an approach like Sasha and Naomi did, which I will support because that's what they're doing for their, what they feel is right for them, but know the consequence where your employer is going to find you unprofessional and call you out for it. And I think at the same token, WWE for going on television and airing dirty laundry is petty and pathetic, but they had to at least explain why Sasha and Naomi were advertised for this show. And now they're not there. They could have just simply said they walked out. There's some differences. We're trying to get them back, whatever. And they went a different route. So there are things they could have done differently with that. But to punk's point, they do try to find ways to bury those that walk out. Brett screwed Brett. Punk's a quitter. Sasha and Naomi are unprofessional. But to say that Brock should have been getting the same treatment when he came back is just wrong. Well, and also the suggestion that I don't think it's, I don't think it's changed. Well, it's been what? Four days, (laughs) five days. Like Vince McMahon literally wrote the last raw that we just saw. Um, yeah, he's he's right in the sense that maybe it won't change. You don't know that. Maybe, right. but I, I mean, it's not going to change in four days. No, no. But honestly, if we saw what we saw the last week of pro wrestling between Raw and Dynamite, if those consistently stay how they were, we're I think we're ready for the next boom in the industry. And in this industry is due for a huge boom. And I'm not talking like, oh, they're number one in the demo. No, I'm talking like, People are talking about it, not just the hardcore fan base. Like it's water cooler talk again. Like, man, did you see that match between Adam Cole and Hangman Page? Or my God, that promo that MJF cut was amazing. Not just, you know, the the vocal minority on Twitter talking about it. 
Well, I, I think that competition is a big part of that. The fact that yes. AEW exists and the fact that uh, WWE exists and they force one another to be competitive is a good thing for everybody, not just uh, us as fans, but wrestlers as well, because it makes you step up and it makes you, uh, you know, do better. Or uh, even if you look at it from like a fan standpoint, like why wouldn't you want guys to get as big as they possibly can and then potentially go back and forth? And I know some people don't watch both shows and that's fine. Um, but debuts and stuff like that was a huge part of the Attitude Era. And seeing guys at that that are that over to that extent, like maybe an MJF or a Cody or whoever else, um, that makes for a big deal. It makes wrestling fun. Yeah, it really does. So let us know what you think of all the changes that are happening in pro wrestling. Do you think we're heading in the right direction in the industry? And don't forget to sh share this all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SCPB Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. <laughs>